a second. I got very confused. I'm like, wait, isn't there supposed to be an intro? Do I just start? That is the intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, because like you, you were like you. Um, what's the word? Like you. Maybe you weren't behind on it, but just like for a minute, it felt like you were. So like I thought like I was supposed to just like just start, and there wasn't supposed to be like anything before. So it like freaking threw me off. Um, what, you mean besides the freaking intro that we usually play right before we we start? Yeah. For I a didn't second, play I, that. How did that throw you off? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm. It's been a long week, man. Okay, shut up. <laughs> all right all right what's up bros i'm jonathan and i'm caleb and we're a couple of bros on a mission to give you guys the most detailed movie reviews out there with as little bias as possible welcome to the all bros uh this week on the podcast we got uh two two items to talk about in 4k spotlight uh, and then with Through the Wall, we got a brand new trailer that we want to talk about for a movie that we are both stoked for. Um, and then uh, we'll be moving on to our headliner, uh, which will be our breakdown of Nimona. Hell yeah. So, so, Caleb, what do you say we get started? Damn, Sam is Johnny on dude, the spot, dude. <laughs> dude, he straight up told me that, like, yeah, like right when the notification comes on his phone, he's just like, oh. Got to jump on. Doesn't matter where he is. <laughs> just got to jump on. I love the dedication, Sam. I love it. Freaking love it. <laughs> and I see you change your profile picture too. If you're confused, that's Jimmy Buffett, Rose. I okay. I had to think for a minute. <laughs> you looked okay? like you were lost. <laughs> I had to th- okay. I'm sorry. I had to think for a minute who that was. I'm sorry. I'm. I feel like an asshole for that. I'm sorry. <laughs> did you do you know who he is or not the, um i know margaritaville unfortunately that's the only song that i know jimmy buffett's i mean that's fine that's what most people that's the only song people okay. know that, about that, jimmy that's buffett's true. Did uh, we, yeah we, really we did, did lose a good one sam it's really sad we lost him we lost the lead singer of smash mouth like bro what? right dude that freaking killed me like oh my god, dude! I I that 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 day and the day after, I was just listening to nothing but Smash Mouth. Like I almost started <laughs> okay, tearing up. I almost started tearing dude, up during All Star. No, uh, I'll be real. No one likes Smash Mouth that much. <laughs> do wow. you? I do, dude. I love Smash Mouth. Their version of "Why Can't We Be Friends" is my favorite version. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you that. What you don't care about Smash Mouth? Not really. Wow. I mean, it freaking sucks that they or what's his face passed away, but like in term like I wasn't like <laughs> freaking listening to Dude, Smash Mouth like so I don't know about you, but like literally sap. go <laughs> literally go back and like look at like what li- I think it was more in like live action, not like animated. I feel Shrek was the only animated movie that they did uh music for. Um but if you go back to like old movies that you loved as a child that came out in like the early 2000s you're gonna recognize a smash mouth song i guarantee it like the uh, like have you seen big fat liar yes the, the open- frankie muniz one yeah yep with Paul- yep. Yep. i remember mm-hmm. that one the opening song is a smash mouth song hmm. yeah all right maybe there is something more than <laughs> the uh the shrek song <laughs> 
I mean, that's all that they'll unfortunately be remembered for. But hey, you know, what a way to go on top. And may he rest in peace. Gave us an yeah. amazing, amazing song. Amazing list of songs. Um, and also, you know, re- rest in peace to Jimmy Buffett. And I apologize that I really did not know him that well. <laughs> I feel bad. I feel like such. I'm like freaking going on about how, how much, you know, Smash Mouth meant to me. I'm not saying shit about Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. I'm. F- okay. I, I think it's like a, a special breed know who would know who uh, Jimmy it's like, Buffett it's, is. It's a generation thing, right? I'd say yes. Cause like, I, I like, I completely understand why between the two, the Smash Mouth singer like hits harder for you. Steve Harwell, that's um, his name. Yeah, so if, I, I I understand why he hit harder for you. Out of the two, Jimmy Buffett hit harder for me, but that's just because I was raised on on oldies. Okay, and Jimmy Buffett was just kind of a staple in, in that time. That's fair, or at least for what I was raised on. Yeah, I wasn't like I I was raised on Shrek and and everything, but I wasn't listening to like the smash mouth style of music very often i was listening to like oh, old country jam. yeah like dude i, I was didn't listen to, to country like, until i met you you're welcome <laughs> dude you know what fair enough i used to yeah dude i used to hate country before i met caleb and now to me they were the genre writes the best love songs so Dude, it absolutely does. Like the, the new sh- the new stuff, like no, absolutely the hell not. But uh a I don't lot- know, you can find some rare gems in the new ones. V- they're very, very rare now. Where sure. like back in the the sixties, seventies, like those were some prime time uh <laughs> love songs. Have you ever heard of Dixon Dallas? Dixon Dallas? Yeah, Dixon Dallas. Is that like a band? No, he he's a he's a new country singer. Um, I want you to look him up on Spotify whenever you get the chance next, just to listen to some of his songs. Okay. Because <laughs> no, they they are they have no business being as so 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 they're they're um they're gay love country songs, and they have no business being as good as they are and as hard as they go i'll fully admit bro they, is that the one from like the instagram reels that i see every once in a yes, while yep, yeah. oh my gosh dude that that song freaking it's hard right <laughs> dude you gotta listen to his other ones <laughs> like oh dude, man i freaking love that shit man right so have you uh heard f-150 um, I don't think so. Why is my mic sticky? <laughs> I don't know, Caleb. Why is it sticky? Dude, beats me. <laughs> that's like that's like syrup sticky. <laughs> hey, Jiggly John, miserable. Wait, why am I miserable? <laughs> Stacy, why am I miserable? I mean, you're not wrong, but. <laughs> I don't think she meant to put. <laughs> oh, okay. I got so confused. <laughs> but... Dude, I was gonna say Stacy's coming in like rough. Yeah, like damn. 
<laughs> like um, you get hit with a roast and being called out as being miserable. <laughs> oh shit. Um Yeah, no man, yeah, if if you ever get the chance, like go th- he only has like five songs out right now. Um but I feel like he just like keeps coming out with them like rapidly and they're all freaking good. They're all bangers. So, yeah, I, I'm down for that. It's so freaking good. That first one. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, it's uh, Sierra. Oh, OK. All right. <laughs> That's okay. hilarious. Yeah, that, that, that was funny. I'm just like. Like you don't have to call well, it out. I know I am, but <laughs> uh, anyway, um, starting off with a 4K. Yeah, 4K spotlight. Oh, we got to do our. Hold on. Oh, sorry. Jumping ahead. Hey, it's Mikey T and Grant and Billy. And we are the Failing, Failing Hollywood. Hollywood podcast. And you are listening to the All Bros podcast. The best movie podcast that is not us yeah second best second Se- best yeah, uh, yeah second best they got don't, don't say best they got some decent reviews if you start lying to the audience right away they're not gonna buy nah. anything you say i mean uh, yeah no but they have awesome mediocre views on movies yeah so, they're fine they're so, fine so keep listening for more of that <laughs> damn mike you were <laughs> mediocre <laughs> It, I we had that, eight that to choose hilarious. from, and I felt like that one was was easily the the funniest. Like, Dude, that, yeah, like, that's freaking great, man. I love that. Don't 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 yeah, don't, like, don't say best. Don't don't lie to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's oh, freaking great. Yeah, awesome, mediocre. <laughs> I'll take it. I love that. Thank you, Sam. I. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, starting off with 4K Spotlight. Hold up. <laughs> I, I'm still getting the swing of things here. It's okay, Caleb. If it wants oh. to. There we go. Got it. Okay, so first up. Freaking struggling. <laughs> just a little bit. That's okay. Um, so first up coming to Blu-ray this week, uh, we got Air, um, which we actually did break down a couple months ago. So if you guys want to check out our review for that, uh, be sure to. Um, spoiler alert, we really enjoyed the movie, um, but definitely uh, check our review nonetheless. Um, I don't know if I want to pick this up on day one. Um, I might wait for a sale just because just a bare bones blu-ray release there's nothing special about it or anything so i'll bet you money it's probably going to be like 22.99 or 24.99 so i want to wait till it's like about below 20 bucks so yeah i was just checking to see like how far back air was that was 18 weeks ago damn holy shit right that's freaking insane. Amazon took for freaking ever to get this one on physical media. God damn. Dude, right? The hell, Amazon? I mean, you know what? I can't say anything, though, because um, I forgot to point this out a couple weeks ago. Remember um, the third Hotel Transylvania that uh, came out like, what, like freaking like a year or so ago on Amazon? Yeah. Or was it the fourth? Wait, no, it's the fourth, right? I forget. Those ones kind of clumped together I for me. I think it's the fourth. 
Um, but yeah, so it came out like freaking over a year ago. They just barely put it on physical media like uh, two weeks ago. Holy shit. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Amazon. They're freaking like slacking. Or maybe they just Dude, don't give a I shit was about gonna say, physical like, media. Like last week we were talking about Across the Spider-Verse and that was, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. That was six weeks after Air. And then Guardians of the Galaxy came out a few weeks prior, and that that even that one came out after Air. Damn. That's and then the insane. same with Flash. I feel like they've been drag like just kind of going through. I feel like they've been dragging their feet with Elemental. I th- so the reason why they have done that is because because of how bad Lightyear was. Like that was such a box office disappointment. Pixar did not want to have to report that for Elemental, so they tried to keep that in theaters as long as they could, and thankfully it had legs, so it is actually considered a box office, like, not success, but, like, a box office, I guess, pass. I guess maybe you could, because, like, the the budget was $200 million and it grossed, like, $453 million. So, mm-hmm. like, I guess you could count that as a success. A little bit at least. Say, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's way better than freaking Lightyear. Um, That's a bummer because Lightyear was really good. It was. Um, yeah, because Elemental, that's like the first movie, first Pixar movie since Lightyear, right? To come out. I want to say, yeah. I can't think of any others. Yeah. I mean, it, at least when it comes to Pixar, we're usually pretty good about reviewing most of those. Like that's, anytime that's we get. Like the biggest uh, studio ones that we tend to like jump on are like number one's Marvel, but number two I'd have to say is Pixar. Yeah, you're not wrong. And then we're we're pretty good about jumping on Warner Brother movies after that. Um, and then like I feel like those are the big three. Yeah, for us, it's usually Marvel, DC, and Pixar. Because I feel, I feel like even though we've reviewed a decent amount over the years, I feel we're picky and choosy with our horror movies that we review. Yeah, like th- there's a lot that we're at least when it, like we've been interested in, but some that we've just never gotten around to reviewing. Like I think we 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 didn't end up doing a uh, blood and honey like we were going to, but honestly, I'm glad that we didn't because i heard that movie was absolute dog shit (laughs) i heard it sucked (laughs) like literally i um do you watch dead meat on youtube uh i'll catch his episodes every once in a while okay so he did the one for blood the blood and honey one and him like running through the plot while i'm basically watching the whole movie it sounded so freaking stupid (laughs) <laughs> like i i know but it's like what were you expecting <laughs> that, that's fair but it just they didn't even freaking try like they, they yeah. really didn't try dude apparently there is a lot of i like i don't know how true this is but superman is going to be hitting the uh oh what's it called public domain yeah Shit. So, yeah, so they're uh, like uh-oh. someone pointed out. So expect a freaking stupid ass low budget Superman horror mo- movie to be coming out soon. And I'm like, 
I mean, you got a point. I mean, they they, they freaking jumped on that shit with Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they did. Yeah, and I I think like they they did pretty good. I mean, I know it wasn't like Superman, but I feel like they we already kind of got that movie with Brightburn. That's fair, and I still haven't watched that. I need to. Really freaking yeah, good. Yeah, that 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 yeah. Because I remember you like um, right after you saw it, you told me that. And for some reason, I've slept on it. Yeah, I think it's on HBO right now. No shit. Okay. Ooh. I think. Let Let me double check on that while you talk about air. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't really have that much else to say about it. Great movie. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, please check it out. This is one of Ben Affleck's best movies that he's ever made. Um. Yeah, I mean, totally recommend it. Um, but uh, next up with 4K Spotlight, we have uh, Joyride, uh, which I think this is universal, I'm pretty sure. Um, but I didn't get a chance to see this in theaters. I don't think Caleb did either. Did you that see Joyride? I did not. I wanted to. Um, like I, I, uh, I kept meaning to ask uh, my sister if she wanted to go see it, but I never got around to it. Um, so I definitely want to watch it. Um, but I just don't know. I'll probably wait for a sale price. Um, I, I think I can wait a little longer, uh, before seeing this. Um, but the trailers look super funny. Um, and it got decent reviews. So I definitely want to check it out eventually. Yeah. This one looked like it was pretty good. So, and I've been seeing some stuff about it that kind of makes me want to see it a bit more on, uh, on TikTok. Okay. Um, and for those of you wondering, Brightburn is on FX now. And so you're going to have to have a premium subscription with Hulu to watch it. Damn it. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Oh, well. But That's I mean, fun. there's an excuse for me to buy the 4K. I, uh, I, oh, I would I not buy, I, buy it. No, no, I. OK, Liz, I enjoyed it. OK, like I, ve- I very much enjoyed the movie. I don't know if you would like it enough to risk a blind buy. Okay. All right. I understand it. I rarely hear you say it. I rarely hear you say that. So, okay. Yeah. Like it, like, like I said, don't get me wrong. The movie is, is really well done. Um, I think James Gunn produced it. So take that as you will. Okay. Or I, I think he might've directed it. That's what I um, thought he did. Let me check real quick. Uh, no. So he, yeah, uh, James Gunn was a producer, um, and it looks like his brothers. I'm assuming it's his brothers. Uh, wrote the screenplay for it, um, but it was directed by David Yarovesky. Never. Heard um, of who has done movies like? Um, so he was involved in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I don't know if he's. Hold on, let me see. Okay, apparently he's just done a lot of uh, like music video things. All right. Okay. Um, he did the the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Inferno. Oh, that video the... with freaking um, David Hasselhoff. Yeah. So it doesn't look like he's had like a bunch of like horror experience. He was 
but he did like help produce uh, a decent amount of stuff. I feel this is an unpopular opinion, but I thought that music video was stupid. I, it was. It very I didn't find much it funny was. at all. It so honestly, I think Brightburn might be the only thing that, unless you've heard of Nightbooks, hmm. um, it's a Netflix thing. A boy obsessed with scary stories imprisoned by an evil young witch in her contemporary New York apartment. Ugh. Okay, I don't know how <laughs> he's not selling it. He is he's not going to be the selling point for this for Brightburn. Um Okay. But Brightburn is good. Okay. I'm it, like I said, no, I don't it. know if it's worth if it's blind by good, but it's at least check it out once good. Like should I see how much it is to run it on Voodoo? Mm-hmm. I okay. Like, if I was paying for the blue, if I was playing for the Blu-ray, if I was paying for, for like a Blu-ray or just like the physical physical copy, like I wouldn't pay more than maybe seventeen. Okay, I thought you were gonna say ten. No, like I I I would pay ten for the movie. Okay. Um, fifteen. I. I'd probably still pay 15. It's a rant. Like it's once you start getting closer to 20 that I'm like, well, eh. but honestly, for some, I've never seen the 4k of this one dip below 15. I think for some reason it's, it stays like even on black Fridays. Um, I've never seen it dip that low. And usually like yeah. you'll catch, you'll catch 4k movies going for like freaking $10 on black Friday. So I'm really shocked that I've never seen it drop that low. Yeah, I would go anywhere below 20. Okay. I think is a pretty safe bet. Okay, cool. Funny way of uh, <laughs> afraiding that <laughs> is how much I'd be willing to pay for it. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Yeah, anyway. Getting um, back to the movie that we were actually talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Joyride. Like I said, me and Caleb have not seen it, but uh, we both uh, are intrigued. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's it for 4K Spotlight. Moving on to Through the Wall, we got our. I don't know if this is the final trailer for Five Nights at Freddy's. Um, it could be. If it is, I'm cool with it. Um, because I'm fine with it too. Yeah, because they really have not given anything away in my opinion, and I'm totally okay with that. Um, but I, I mean, we're not really given anything new here. Um, I feel the biggest thing that I, one is the ending. Um, but two, um, I like that, uh, when the secure, uh, like the, uh, police officer is talking to Josh Hutcherson's character and she asks like, Oh, have you met them yet? In previous trailers, she just says them. But in this one, she actually like hits the freaking showtime, button and she goes you know foxy bonnie chica and freddy and she's and like like doing like a freaking pan around of of all the animatronics it's a really cool scene um but uh so so you get that and then freaking the ending we get our first look at uh at springtrap which freaking bro um it's not the spring trap. I feel a lot of people know from the games um, because it's not the freaking mangled Bonnie suit. Um, Cause 
from the looks of it, William Afton is still alive in the suit. He's just, he's literally just got into a, a, a gold Bonnie suit. I'm assuming, I don't really know a lot about the lore of five nights at Freddy's. So like literally don't take any of my word for it. Um, yeah, this is a movie that we're basically going in fairly blind to honestly, I like the history. Love that. I I'm, do too. Yeah. It's like I'm, we're familiar with the characters. We're familiar familiar with some of the lore, but this is a really good way for them to just kind of like create their own history, their yeah. own canon with it, which I'm fine with. Same. Um, like if you wanted to have like a, like the video game canon versus movie canon, like, or whatever, like I'm usually okay with that kind of stuff as long as it's done right and does justice to the source material. Uh, considering that the cre- as far as I know, the creator of Five Nights at Freddy's does have an input in this. I think he's like an executive producer or something. Good, he yeah. should. Yeah, no, I agree. Should. Um. So yeah, yeah. The fact that he's he's um has a say in it. The freaking I I cannot say enough good about the freaking animatronics in this. The suits look incredible, um, dude. Everything behind the scenes that I've seen of those, they look fantastic. Okay, I want your opinion though. Maybe it's just me. Chica's looking a little too realistic, <laughs> dude. <laughs> <laughs> like Foxy, uh, Bonnie, and Freddy. They look fine. Chica's looking a little too real for me. I don't know what it is. Yeah, there's going to be no suspending your disbelief with with Rick and Chica. Oh, <laughs> uh, how do you nightmare fuel for right? days? Like, dude, you think like most people are just like, oh yeah, no, Foxy is going to be the scariest. No, I think it's Chica. Chica's mm-hmm. going to be the one that freaking everyone's going to be terrified of after this movie. Dude, who what's what's the name of the little cupcake person? Just cupcake. It's just cupcake. Yeah, it's just dude, cupcake. cupcake is is up there too. Yeah, like, dude, seriously. Seeing like that trailer where the or the like that part of the trailer where cupcakes like gnawing on this dude's face, I was like, oh my gosh. Speaking of that, how do you feel about it being rated PG thirteen and not rated R? I'm a little bummed. I I am too. Like. Uh, I, I I can get over it because I mean, I get I don't know. I guess that's what they wanted to do just to be able to appeal to a larger demographic. But yeah, I am. I'm on. Unf- they better I, be pushing. Dude, seriously, because if like, I don't know if they would show it in this one, but like, I swear that Matthew Lillard has said that if this one's successful, he signed on for two other ones. So if they do like a freaking flashback of the bite of 82, I think bite of 82, like I want that shit to be so freaking bloody when the kid gets his head bit off. Dude, same. That, that makes me sound probably like really effed up, but I don't care. But how sick would that be? It's just like our intro to this. It's like because it's like from what I'm I'm aware of with Five Nights at Freddy's, like Five Nights at Freddy's doesn't get like freaking nuts until later in the in the game series, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like like the first uh, number one, like the three first one, is when it like really starts to go like balls to the wall, insane. 
Yeah. So I hope that that's maybe where they're going with this, like kind of starting us off easy, got like walking that line between PG 13 and R and then freaking once two and three get like greenlit freaking balls to the wall, like do whatever the hell they, they have to, to be able to tell like the scariest stories. Dude, I hope so. Yeah, I, I'm very interested to see how how this movie does, and yeah, I'm very I, excited to break it down. I am too. I am sad though. I mean, it. Uh, I'm kind of sad that um, it's also going to be on Peacock simultaneously because I feel it's just going to kill its box office performance. Well, we thought the same thing about Halloween Kills, and that's, that one ended up doing decent enough. That's true. I mean, it, uh, but it didn't do as well as freaking Halloween 2018 and Halloween ends did worse than kills. But I feel that that one can be justified as to not a lot of people were the biggest fan of the changes that they made or the direction that they took the third film. So, yeah, I guess you could chalk it up to that. So I'm I'm really hoping that even though it's coming to Peacock, that it's super successful in theaters. Well, you got to think, too. It's like we don't we don't know because studios aren't very open or at least services haven't been very open. And this is just kind of part of the the strike that's going on is they're not. We don't know how Halloween kills performed. That's, um, that's true. That that is what sucks about freaking. Um, um, what's the word streaming services and like wh- what their viewership is because there, there are some streaming services that will not release uh, their hours watched or their amount of people that tuned in. Um, I think like the biggest culprit was HBO max. Like they freaking held that shit back for a while. Yeah. So if, if we get to a point where they have to be more open about this, then maybe these movies are doing better than they're expecting it to. Because, like, think about it. It's weird that they're going to dump as much money as they have into a movie franchise like Five Nights at Freddy's, knowing that it has a decent fan base like Halloween. And they're going to go back to doing theaters and streaming. Yeah. Like, that it seems suspicious. It makes me think that maybe Halloween Kills did a little bit better than what they were thinking. I'm and thinking Halloween though, like End, Hall- did, Halloween Sorry. ends only got a theatrical release, right? No, no. Halloween ends was on Peacock as well. It did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that one you can chalk up to just it not being a, a great movie, but yeah. this one, like there's some, like they wouldn't continue this, this trend if it wasn't profiting them. That's fair. I'm curious what the budget for Five Nights at Freddy's was, because I mean it's Blumhouse, so they had to have kept it on the cheap, even even with the um the uh the costume. I'd be shocked if they went over 150. Dude, I'd be shocked if they went over freaking 50 million. Like like dead serious. Sorry, one second. It's being stupid. Okay, here we go. Deuce even lower than I th- uh, is only estimated, but the estimated budget is twenty five million. Damn. Yeah, dude, Blumhouse knows how to make horror movies on the cheap. Yeah, and they're always super profitable. 
Like literally the most expensive Blumhouse movie I still have seen to this day is I think Halloween 2018 because it, it was like 40 or 50 million to do, but it grossed like close to freaking 300 million. That's awesome. Yeah. Dude, this just makes me think that doing practical effects isn't as expensive as I think it is. <laughs> Dude, same. And especially if you're using the Jim Henson company, I thought I thought the budget would be a lot more. I know. Like, like those people don't come cheap. I know. Like I I understand that maybe it takes more time than CGI would, but I think you're saving a lot of time on the back end like post production. Mhm. And you're also making so, fans very happy. Yeah. Having something that they can like physically see, like you could take to freaking comic cons and shit. Yeah. Like, dude, like you can't freaking beat that. Like, like I, I'd have a hard time not like going to a freaking comic con with with these outfits there. Dude, right? Like I was telling Caleb um before we started uh recording that um at the Universal Halloween Horror Nights this year um universal slash blumhouse actually i don't know how long they're going to have them on for but they actually have these um uh these animatronics on display from the actual movie oh man that's gonna be sick dude like literally i'll have to i'll send you the video uh later but for, they look freaking amazing <laughs> but everyone was commenting on how like freddy's feet look way too big that was like the number one comment. Like people are just like, I, oh yeah. I mean, if Foxy, you're right, like, Chica people and Bonnie are look great, but Freddie looks a little. His feet look way too big. I mean, if that's the biggest complaint that you have, you're like, stretching. I think you're on the right at track, that point, right? <laughs> yeah, you're stretching at that point. Yeah, but gosh, dude, I, it makes me. It makes me wish that maybe we got more practical shit in like superhero movies. Agreed. Agreed. Like you, Excuse the me. more stuff that I see that has more practical stuff, the more I'm impressed with that. And like doing the, uh, like kind of making things work side by side, how they did with freaking like Jurassic Park. Like Jurassic Park, they used the prosthetics and then they only used the CGI for like eyes. Yeah. And I'm like, that's perfect yeah like it's make kinda, it look freaking real and then just like throw in like those little cgi things that you just can't get with prosthetics yeah like it's kind of me with like the chucky franchise like um like every single time like it's just the actual like puppet and they're like controlling him literally looks absolutely freaking amazing i love that practical shit but when they have to use cg like they have to use cgi for certain moments when he's like walking down the stairs or you know there's a certain action scene it loses i feel it's luster because most of the time it looks like shit yep uh, he, and i i'm sure you remember freaking in curse of chucky when he's walking down that staircase <laughs> oh my god that cgi is god awful yeah, it was not good. Yeah. But dude, that, but freaking that shit when it's funny, when it's though. just the actual doll, you know, the animatronic doll, he looks freaking great. Yeah. Dude, it's funny like seeing them like the different versions of of moving Chucky that they have because they have the animatronic that just kind of like barely moves, then they have the CGI Chucky that looks freaking 
horrible and then they have the little person dressed as chucky that looks super freaking cheesy <laughs> dude freaking that, go, that go back my and favorite watch. chucky though that's fair because dude if you go back and watch the original you're just like you guys didn't even like try to hide or you didn't even like try to hide <laughs> that that's a little person in a in a costume like you didn't it seems like you didn't even ask them to try to like do movement movement as a doll like <laughs> i think that's why why it's my favorite thing <laughs> because it's just it's like it's it's funny it's just it's like they just blatantly are like whatever dude <laughs> freaking it. and i don't know about you um but like when people just say oh yeah when Ch- when it's when it's just chucky and his like animatronic doll form he's the scariest no when it's the when it's an actor in the Chucky costume and the mask that they have to wear, that shit is nightmare fuel. Like go back yep. to some of the stills from the first Child's Play, especially the one where I think he visits uh, John uh, before uh, his voodoo uh, teacher before he kills him. Yeah, when there's like a scene where like it has the actor just sitting on the freaking counter wearing the mask, and I'm just like, that has got to be the scariest Chucky I think I ever I have ever seen, and it's not even freaking Chucky as a doll. Yep. <laughs> oh, oh man. Like yeah, I was never so. scared of Chucky as a child. I never have been. But if that was my first introduction to Chucky, yeah, I think I'd be scared as shitless. Yep. Dude, it, that just proves you can't be practical. No, you can't. Even if it looks really ridiculous, can't. like you cannot beat practical in you the really slightest. Can't. And yeah. And I hope this movie just proves that, like, just makes it even more of a staple. Like, hey, we want freaking practical shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm pumped. Oh, I'm dude. so pumped for this. Movie. I am. What are you at after this trailer ranking wise? Yeah, man. I'm like nine and a half. Same here. Like, I don't know what can push me to a 10, but um. I, don't know if they I think what's, what's keeping we'll me from a 10 is honestly, I think it might be that it's going to streaming. I think that's what's that's keeping me fair. at a 10 because it just it makes me it puts in that like little glimmer of doubt that maybe no, this isn't good enough to be in the Yeah, because I don't get it. Freaking this is going to theaters and streaming, but freaking the Exorcist movie that Blumhouse is coming out with like um, at the beginning of October. As far as I know, that's just strictly theaters. Dude, holy ball sack. That movie looks. I don't know if I if I could ever watch that. Dude, that I'm looks excited. So freaking scary. So freaking. Um, you'll never guess who's. Dir- that's the one with the, the two girls, right? Mm hmm. OK. Have okay, you yeah, seen yeah. who's directing that? <sighs> no, it's um, it's David Gordon Green, the guy that directed the the new Halloween trilogy. Ah. Uh... That means it's going to be good. <laughs> well, at Shit. least the first two. I don't know about the third. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, like, that's like, I've never been the biggest fan of The Exorcist. But yeah, when when I saw that it's David Gordon Green, I'm just like, I kind of have to see it. I really loved what he added to the Halloween franchise. So I kind of want to see what he adds to the Exorcist franchise. Gosh. Dude, what freaking movie did I go to see? I might have been Oppenheimer. I forget which movie I was in because we haven't done a horror movie in a while. Um, unless you count freaking Haunted Mansion, which I don't. I don't. Um, 
like the the last one we did was Evil Dead, but that one was on streaming. So I, it might have been Oppenheimer that showed the Exorcist trailer, and that shit like rocked me, <laughs> dude. Right? <laughs> oh shit! Like I was just sitting there, like don't, don't, oh, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Dude, it was the, so. Uh, I think it was. I think it was Oppenheimer because we were hit with the Nun trailer, which, mm. dude, I, I couldn't. I couldn't even like look at in the general direction of the screen. So what you're saying is you want to break down the Nun too? Cool. App, dude, no. <laughs> you you can do that, but that one by yourself if you want. I cannot. Oh, like shit. when the kid, dude. Have you seen the trailer for that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So when Don't the kids are walking too. through. Oh, ho, ho. <laughs> dude. When she's like shining the flashlight, like looking through the room and like kind of. I hate the freaking Passover and then coming back to. I, I too. hate that. Like, I respect it. I respect yeah. the like the effect. I, 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 uh, I appreciate the scare. But bro, <laughs> that made me want to shart in my freaking pants. <laughs> I'm like, oh, don't, shit. don't. Like, I knew don't it was it, coming too because, it. It, like, the flashlight just kind of going over, and I'm like, oh shit, she's gonna be in that doorway. She's gonna be in the doorway. Oh, she's in the doorway. She's in the doorway. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Like, oh no. <laughs> so yeah, oh. I lost my ever loving mind with that. I'm like, nope. And then uh, I got hit with the uh, the haunting one, like the the oh, like the, a haunting in Venice. Yeah, haunting in Venice. Like we got hit with that one, and that one was freaking on the my no bueno list. Um, this is crazy then that we I go got from like, Exorcist. <laughs> is this crazy that we go from the first two uh, films with the uh, heart? That detective, I forget how to pronounce his name. Haru Perot. Yeah. However you say oh, his Hercule. name. Hercule. Hercule. Thank you, Perot. You get Murder on the Orient Express and then Death on the Nile, which I feel are pretty tame movies. And then you go, they freaking go balls to the wall for the third one. Like straight up horror movie. It it keeps it interesting, though. That's fair. No, that that is very fair. Like I, I never saw Death prefer, on the Nile. So. Yeah, I actually prefer movies like that. Where it's like, like it's kind of how I felt with um, Knives Out and Glass Onion. It's like same detective, completely different casts, completely different mysteries. All right. Yeah. Like, I, I like that a, a lot. I haven't seen Death on the Nile yet. Um, but I, I kind of really want to go see haunting in venice yeah even though i know i'm probably going to be like uh fetal position in the corner (laughs) (laughs) just with like a shit ton of popcorn that just keeps like popping up (laughs) dude that probably be me i don't think i'm gonna see it in theaters but that probably be me with a nun too honestly i didn't do so hot with the first one so i doubt i'll do good with um the second one yeah. No, thanks. I, to, I literally need to watch the first one again because I had a very bad movie theater experience with that one. And um, 
I've never looked back at the movie since then. So like, I kind of hate that movie. Um, but I'm sure if I rewatched it, like I would think it's not that bad. Fair. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, nine and a half out of 10 for five nights. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking. I mean, out of all the horror movies coming out for the rest of the year, this is definitely number one for me. Like definitely at the top oh, of the yeah. list. Easily number one. I I really hope it's done well because, dude, we've been hearing about this movie for freaking years since like 2015. Yeah, the, it's the been fact a that it's, really long time. Yeah, and the fact that it has finally come to fruition, like, I'm stoked. I'm so happy, but I'm scared. <laughs> yeah, same. So, but uh. So that's it. that's it for a 4K spotlight and through the wall. So Caleb, what do you say we uh, jump into um, our headliner of the evening? I say let's do it. So before we jump into our breakdown of Nimona, uh, we asked a question of the week. I guess we asked our question of the week on our social media platforms, and we actually got a decent amount of responses, responses, uh, mostly on TikTok. Um, but ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, so we're going to list off our top five, Caleb. Yes. Okay. Um, I'll start. If that's okay. Um, Mm -hmm. coming from Tannis Padilla. Um, they said a worm with a machine gun. (laughs) Oh, you know what? I probably should have, um, probably should read off the question question first. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. That'd probably be a little helpful, right? Just a little bit. All right. Uh, the question that we asked is what kind of fantasy fantasy slash mythical creature would you want to be able to turn into? Um, like I said, uh, Tannis Padilla said a worm with a machine gun. That just sounds badass. So that is a great answer. It sounds super badass. Shout out to Beth. Beth's not on this one. Sam. He was to, <laughs> what it, so he's talked about doing that for a little bit. Um, just cause Beth is his favorite, uh, guest star. So he wanted to show Beth some love. Oh, okay. Yeah, got it. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, like, she hasn't been on this for a few weeks now. <laughs> so sorry, DJ. I think he has a favorite when it comes to the Untrained Eye podcast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's okay, DJ. We still love you. We love you all. Yep. We love you both. Absolutely. Um so yeah. Um yeah, we love you, Sam. Sorry, I just yeah. got to point that out. Yeah, we. Whenever you feel like we're talking about a movie, Sam. <laughs> Seriously, please. You know how much freaking fun that would be to have you on. We've already had your daughters. Why not have you on the podcast too? Mm-hmm. So we're not calling you out. Maybe I'm calling bit. you out. <laughs> 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 Rose does not speak for the both of us. <laughs> yeah, he's right. Oh, shit. Well, for uh, Sam feels attacked anymore. Caleb, what is your first pick? 
Oh, all right. My first one is coming from uh, at Galadon9161 over on YouTube uh, who answered a werewolf or a troll. The first one for its speed and power, the other for its regeneration and strength. Either or. Hell yeah, those are great choices. Those are fantastic choices. Um, so yeah, he's my uh, my number one. Um, let's see. Sorry. Shit. Okay. Uh, coming from... Do they even have a username? They don't. It's not saying a username. Um, so uh, shout out to the person that um, has Squirtle with um, fangs as your profile picture. I don't know who you are. Um, but your comment, Demon from Demon Slayer or San. I like it. Demon good from answer. Demon Slayer. I've never played Demon Slayer, but shit looks freaking cool. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So, my, yeah. Okay. My next one is um, from EM1541, uh, who said a sea serpent. Ooh, okay. That's a good yeah, one. I, I thought that one would be really cool. Like, kind of going like, I mean... I wouldn't say quite Loch Ness monster, but kind of going like along those routes. Like I, I don't know. I, I've always liked sea creatures. So like when it comes cool. to like sea snakes, um, like my favorite like mythological creature has always been uh, the world serpent from Norse mythology. Okay, cool. Um. I don't know, like real life snakes. I like make me want to jump up a freaking tree, but I don't know, like okay, something Andy. about like myth. I know, but mythological snakes like are freaking dope. <laughs> All right. Two shit. All right. Fair enough. I don't know why I was going to say two shit. Um, All right. I like it. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Number three for me, uh, coming from Connor Skyloft. Uh, give me a phoenix because I can resurrect. I like it. That's a good answer. That is a fantastic answer. That's like self-healing and, and all that other good shit, too. Yeah. Um, let's see. Going like jumping back over to YouTube. Um, we got one from uh, BDL Crete or creates eight four four zero who said sounds basic, but a Griffin, it seems really interesting. And I got to agree there. Griffins are yeah. like in terms of like mythological creatures, Griffins are kind of the, the go-to like the first, first thought in your mind creature. But there's a reason for that. It's because they're freaking sick. That's true. Um. So yeah, freaking love that that idea and we've had a few people that answered a, a griffin as well i did notice that uh my next pick coming from talented failure trademarked um a cat i've always felt like i've had cat-like reflexes and behaviors 
Fair. No, honestly, that's probably what I would answer <laughs> too, honestly. But for the most part, of just being able to sleep all day. That just sounds heaven. Yeah. Um. Get, damn, I've given this some like real thought in terms of like an animal. And honestly, like I, I don't know like if I'd want to be like uh, a fish. But I do, I do want to be some sort of like aquatic uh, animal. Okay. Like one thing that like always kind of intrigues me is things that are underwater. Okay. Um, like I really enjoy scuba diving. Um, I've gone and gotten my certification to do that. Um, dude, I didn't know that. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I did it when I was like twelve. Um, really? But yeah, we we got like a certificate. Did we even know each other when we were twelve? That's a great question. I am not sure. (laughs) Okay, sorry, didn't mean. But yeah, it was like during the summer. I was twelve years old. I I went got certified to go scuba diving, um, and I love that. Like it's fun to do like underwater exploration, uh, of like any sort. Like so, we went to this one place called the Crater in in Utah. Um, I'm not sure exactly where it's located, um, but it's this place called uh, the crater. It's like a, a natural hot spring and you can go in there and you can dive. It's like 60 feet down um, that you can travel. And so we, we traveled down to like the, the bottom and we were just me and my dad were just kind of goofing off and we were like feeling around in the sand down at the bottom and we found like a bunch of stuff and like i i freaking like love that shit yeah like i I love being able to like find stuff so like i that's i'd want the creature that i'd be able to turn into to reflect that and i'm thinking like dolphin if a dolphin can be in fresh and salt water whatever can be in both fresh and salt water like i i think i'd want to be one of those. Okay. I like it. But yeah, uh, no cats though. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> of course. Oh shit. All right, my next one and is this number 4? Yes, yeah, this, this is your number 4. Okay. Um it so it's coming from Lit Drago 21. Uh, who said Tiamat, the chromatic dragon queen from Dungeons and Dragons? Ooh, that's a good answer. Yeah, like I forget, like the dragons in Dungeons and Dragons are freaking dope, dude. So seriously, yeah, super into that. All right, uh, number five for me would uh, be coming from Amphibia fan, and they said uh, Capybara. That's a good one. That's like that's uh, that's one of those like freaking cutesy creatures that you can be. Yeah. So really good answer. I like it. Yeah. Um. All right. My last one is coming from a Matthew PUBG gamer five zero eight two, who said an ant. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, like I think that's an interesting one too. Like it. 
I mean, if you want to talk freaking exploration, like turn, being able to turn into an ant and like go and explore a freaking ant colony, that'd be sick. That would be pretty freaking cool. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So that's, that's why he, uh, he got my number five. I like it. Um, yeah. Thank you everyone who uh, answered our question of the week. Um, if you guys want to know where to find that, you can find it on our Instagram, TikTok, um, our YouTube. I don't, do we post them on, do you post them on Facebook or Twitter at all still or no? Just those three. Uh, it's mostly just those three. Okay. Um, I haven't found a good way to post to Twitter and Facebook yet, but we did, we barely get any interaction on, on Facebook. And most of the people that do interact with us on Facebook, I'm looking at you Nelson family. Um, they also follow us on Instagram and Twitter or on, and TikTok. So, (laughs) Like they'd be the ones I'd be posting to get the interaction out of, but they could do it on uh, Twitter or on TikTok and Instagram. So no excuses. Apparently we're out for <laughs> blood with the Nelson family tonight. I know I, we had a freaking roast Caleb episode. We had a roast Rose episode and now we're having a roast the Nelson's episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, all right. Anyway, uh, getting into this breakdown of Nimona, uh, Caleb, do you want to let people know how we break down uh, movies on this podcast? Um, I would love to. If you are new to our breakdown system, we have split movies into eight different categories that we individually score to come to a final all bros letter grade. The eight categories that we score are story, writing, acting character development uh with this one being an animated film instead of effects we will be discussing the animation uh we will be discussing music instead of costumes this is going to be mostly character design um and then we will get be giving this a personal score at the very end all of those numbers get magically added up and spit through our algorithm and gives us a letter grade um, that we will compare this movie to others of a similar grade, as well as a percentage that's not as important, but it is kind of fun to see where these these rank up. So and to yeah, see how we'll many be getting people a f- we can piss off. Oh yeah, and I, th- I do. We pissed off a significant amount of people last week. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, um, um, but yeah, all that gets added up gives us a final All Bros letter grade. To com- so yeah that is how our system works um for freaking had a, a brain fart you good yep um uh, okay if you have not seen namona um it is on netflix right now which if you support the writer strike, you shouldn't be subscribed to. But if you are, it's it's on Netflix. <laughs> um, and so, uh, we're definitely yeah, not saying you should watch it. Um, so, maybe when when Netflix starts negotiating, you yeah, should watch it. 
when uh when um they uh come to an agreement here, then go and watch the Mona. Let's go with that. <laughs> We're such we, hypocrites. <laughs> we really are. But like we, we see that's what sucks is yeah, like I feel like a hypocrite, but like I truly believe everything that the writers and actors are fighting for and I I really hope that they get what they deserve. I do too. Dude, it's so it's such a double-edged sword. Like it's like true. trying to find like how to support because it's like you want to give the creators of the movie or the just the people that worked on these films you want to give them some sort of praise and recognition for their film. Yeah. But on the other side of that coin, you have like the studios that are treating them unfairly. Yes. But, and so it's like the only way to punish or act against those studios that are treating the actors that are creating this content unfairly the only way to get back at them is to freaking like not subscribe or watch the content that these people have worked so hard to make. <laughs> like it is. Exactly. It, it freaking blows. Like if you talk about a freaking double edged sword, this is like a four sided sword. <laughs> and it sucks because it's like this movie like absolutely deserves recognition, but the studio can go suck a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a perfect way to put it. <laughs> so it's just uh, so we 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 are only looking at this through the lens of it as content and not it as content on a streaming service. If we can possibly do that as hypocritical as that might make us. So please don't judge us too harshly. <laughs> <laughs> and please don't cancel us. Yeah. Um. So, like we said, if you have not seen Nimona, go check it out through whatever means you can. Um. <laughs> and yeah, and then come back and let check out this this breakdown. Um. But if you have not seen it and want to listen past this point, uh, we are going to be spoiling this entire movie. Um. So if you listen past this point, it is your own damn fault. Yes, what he said. Uh, so without further ado, let's get into our favorite segment that we like to call Reading with Rose. <sighs> All right, I got this. <laughs> In a medieval futuristic kingdom, the citizens are protected by the Institute of Elite Knights, established by the legendary heroine Glorith, who a thousand years wow, a thousand years ago vanquished a great black monster and enclosed the kingdom with a high wall for its protection. Ballister Boltheart, along with his confident and boyfriend confidant, wow, and boyfriend Ambrosius Goldenloin Goldenloin? That's how you say it? I hope yep. so. Okay. Uh, is about to be knighted with Ballister being the first commoner to achieve this as Queen Valerian is trying to change traditions so that anyone can be a hero. During the ceremony, Valerian is murdered by a mysterious laser shot from Ballister's sword. 
Ambrosius tries to stop this by cutting off Ballister's right arm, and he is hunted by the Institute and its director. As Ballister hides and crafts a prosthetic replacement arm, he is visited by Nimona, a mysterious teenager shapeshifter who has faced persecution for her powers. Seeing a villainous spirit in Ballister, as he is facing similar treatment for his common origin, commoner origin and the murder of the queen, Nimona hires herself as his new sidekick. To clear Ballister's name, the duo kidnaps Diego, the squire who gave him the murder weapon. Diego gives them video evidence revealing that the director is the murderer. The duo confronts Ambrosius and the director with the evidence, but it is destroyed in a sudden fight with the Institute's knights. After re- reconvening, Ballister and Nimona return to the Institute and trick the director by having Nimona impersonate Ambrosius. That's, that's the end of the sentence, Jonathan. Wow. <laughs> Dude, okay. Speaking of this Did you scene. you catch the uh, the note from Sam? <laughs> no, I didn't see it. Spoiling the movie and spoiling the English language. <laughs> that's perfect. Um, I don't know about you, Caleb. But um, so I I didn't catch on that it w- it was supposed to be Nimona do- doing um freaking shit I already forgot his name um what the hell is his name uh Ambrosius um I didn't I didn't know that it was her pretending to be him and so like I thought this shit was like real that like they were actually having like a full on like um not a moment but it was like super serious when she freaking um. When she freaking like stabs him and my freaking jaw dropped. I'm like, holy shit, what? And then freaking you see the him like like dying stupidly. I'm like, are are you freaking kidding me? You're ruining this like great character moment (laughs) with this stupid death. But then I'm like, okay, wait a minute. It's Nimona, isn't it? It's Nimona. And then, yeah, she she transforms back. I'm like, God damn it. You son of a bitches. Well done, jumpy pants. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, if you ever come I on, thought the exact... you get Duke... Sorry, go. Huh? No, I was gonna say if Sam, 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 if you ever come on, you gotta explain why why that's my nickname to you. So, yeah. Um, but no, getting back to that scene, dude. I thought the same thing. For like, like a, a a long time, like a lot longer than I probably should have. But I was sitting there, like, dude, why are they freaking spoiling this freaking dramatic moment? Dude, like, this, like, this is like this the is Dark Knight Rises all and over again. And then it took again. me a second, and I was like, ding, <laughs> like, oh, this is Namona. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Yeah. Well, usually she has a freaking giveaway. Like That's some true. sort of trait. It's like used- when she turned into when she turned into Ballister, Ballister had like the red streak in his hair. That's true. Yeah. So where the hell was that? Where was like her any sign of was it red or pink? I can't remember. It's it kind of a bit of both. Like a mix of both. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Seriously, where the hell was that? Yeah. Like no yeah, if that's the clue. case, if it, if there has to be a sign on Ballister, there has to be a sign on. Um, God damn it. I already forgot his name. Ambrosius. Uh, Ambrosius, thank you. Sorry. The, these names are just very um medieval. Yeah, so I'm yeah. gonna have a hard time remembering these. Yeah, I already have the freaking IMDB open. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, total like totally tracks, dude. Yeah. Um that is something I'm I'm wondering if maybe that's like something I missed. 
Um, like maybe there was like some sort of giveaway, but the the way that they pulled that scene off though was fantastic. Absolutely. That was so freaking good. Yeah. Like oh man. Wait, so is that was that it or No, was that, no, that's like, not okay, it. I okay, just want okay, to point okay. that out. Okay. I just want yeah, to see yeah. if you were the same way. Yeah, it like my initial watch because I, I rewatched that this one today. Um but yeah, the my first go my first watch, I was like, what the shit? Like, oh damn, like this is this movie's getting freaking nuts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it didn't end up going that way. And then when it when it finally like revealed and then the real ambrosius comes like boom like in the door he's like we need to talk and the director's just like yells in his face and he's like bad time <laughs> the hell was that <laughs> okay so yeah the freaking fantastically written scene Agreed. right there yeah <coughs> excuse me it's like I said, after reconvening, Ballister and Nimona return to the Institute and trick the director by having Nimona impersonate Ambrosius. The director admits the truth of her actions as she objected to the Queen revising tradition by allowing commoners to become knights, fearing that doing so would lead to the kingdom's downfall. Ballister records her confession and posts it online, leading to public outcry. The director, recognizing Nimona's powers, discovers through ancient scrolls that Nimona is the great black monster defeated by Glorith. She uses this to convince the public that Ballister used Nimona's powers to fake the confession, while also stating that Nimona could be could be impersonating anyone, leading to distrust among the citizens. Ambrosius meets with Ballister and reveals Nimona's past, insisting that the two were deceived by her. Shocked by the re- revelation, Ballister argues with Nimona and questions their friendship. Feeling betrayed, Nimona flees into the woods. Stopping at an old abandoned well, Nimona reminisces about her past. A thousand years ago, she wandered the world and turned into other animals to try and fit in, in with the wildlife, but none of the creatures she encountered accepted her. One day, she encountered Glorith as a child by the well and turned into a human for the first time. After seeing Nimona, Glorith immediately welcomed her and the two became best friends, even after Glorith discovered Nimona's powers. Eventually, the rest of Glorith's village discovered Nimona and quickly accused her of being a monster. While attacking Nimona with pitchforks and torches, the village was accidentally set on fire. Instead of defending her friend, a confused Glorith turned on Nimona after her parents called Nimona a monster, having been raised to believe that anything called a monster was bad. With Ballister's abandonment and Glorith's betrayal echoing in her head, a distraught Nimona breaks down and transforms into the great black monster. She then attacks the city, intending to commit suicide by impaling herself on the sword of of Glorith's statue. However, before Nimona is about to pierce her own heart, Ballister stops her and apologizes to her, causing Nimona to causing Nimona to change back to human form as they embrace and make amends while the whole kingdom watches and are touched by it. Meanwhile, the director unmoved orders a laser cannon to be fired from the wall to kill Nimona. Ambrosius protests knowing that firing the laser into the city will kill innocent civilians. The The director then turns on them using the same laser she used to kill the queen and prepares to fire the cannon herself. 
To save the kingdom, Nimona assumes a giant red phoenix-like form and flies into the cannon, resulting in her death as well as the death of the director. The resulting explosion destroys part of the wall, revealing a beautiful montane. Montaneous valley behind it. Mountainous. Mountainous, god damn it. <laughs> the English language, what's that? That's my question. <laughs> Something that you were taught from childbirth, Jonathan, you dumbass. Anyway. <laughs> Sometime later, the kingdom undergoes several changes. The breach in the wall has become a trade road. Nimona and Ballister are honored as heroes, and Ballister restores his relationship with, with Ambrosius. Ballister visits his old hideout. He hears Nimona's voice and joyfully realizes that she has been resurrected. Hell yeah. Bro, I I didn't have like too high of hopes coming into this movie. Like initially, like I turned it on just because it was something like I'd seen trailers for a little bit. Like I'd seen little clips and bits on t- on TikTok and Instagram, and like it looked okay, like good enough. But my my expectations going in were pretty low, and so when I like finally finished this movie, it was freaking beautiful, dude. It it really was. Um, like honestly, um, until up until you told me, like, oh hey, let's break this down. Um, I had not seen one trailer, one poster, nothing for this. And even after you said, oh hey, let let's do it, I still didn't watch a trailer, nothing. So I went into this movie completely blind, and I am honestly so glad I did, because holy shit, this movie was great. Man, it was so well done. Like, just kind of getting right into it with um, with the story. Um, I felt like they did such a good job at excuse me making Ballister the um, like a like a sympathetic character. Like, I know that we're supposed to be. Like he's supposed to be because he's the like the protagonist and everything. But I think they did so well at like introducing his his character and how he was basically giving us like a brief history lesson on who he is and then making him like showing his humility uh, when he's like sitting there like kind of worried about how the kingdom is going to accept him at when he becomes a hero of the realm and everything and how that's immediately just like ripped from him when his sword like kills the queen and how like he's being hunted and how how quick the realm was like was i turned on him and like accepted him as a as a villain and like it, it was heartbreaking like even like though we we weren't like super invested into who this character was. I think they wrote it well enough where it's like they gave us that, that thing to cling on to that. Oh, he's a good person kind of gave us this love story to hold on to. That's obviously was challenged throughout this movie and, and everything. Um, but yeah, like I think they did all of these, these parts like so well. 
Dude, no, they they really did. Um, like yeah, like right before um, or no, right after he gets knighted by the queen, and um, I don't know about you, but like when there was just like silence for like five seconds, I'm just like, screw you, people, y'all are freaking assholes for not giving him a round of applause. And then fi- finally, it picked up. I was like, finally, it's about damn time. Guy deserves it. Um, but. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. What you said, um, he, the the character arc that he, I mean, get more into this character development, but um, just like yeah, how fast the town just turns on him, and then freaking how a Nimona is introduced um, to him, which like her introduction is so sudden, like all of a sudden you have this kid just like, hey, I'm here for the freaking job opportunity. I'm here to be your sidekick, and then literally it's just like freaking. Like it, she, her character, like is um, like not not not. I'm trying to explain her character. Like um, I I feel up until the end, we don't really get a moment to breathe with Nimona's character. It's just like freaking like go 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 with how crazy she is. But I absolutely freaking loved that. Like there were so many moments throughout the movie that like she would have like such like good um good like one liners or um her um what what she did was like so like like um like such such a good character moment Sh- shit like that i'm just like god i love her even more i i caught myself saying that out loud yeah dude like she's a character that could have easily been like really off-putting or annoying but she had such a charm about her. It was hard not to like her. Dude, right? Like, seriously. Like, <laughs> like her, whenever, like, they, they would go on their next, like, mission, she's like, okay, now now we now we get to be villains. Like, we, we get to, like, you know, punch stuff, destroy stuff. And he's just like, no, that's not the plan. We're we're doing this. We're, we're going to be the good guys here. We're, we're trying to prove my innocence. She's like, oh, well, you're no fun. Come on. <laughs> freaking i love that shit so much it was so good i know dude she talks so quick like there she has a lot of lines that it, it's like if you blink you'll miss them do you seriously like, i don't know how people watch this movie without having subtitles on cause... i know <laughs> dude easily my favorite line is when she's talking about how badass um ballister's um prosthetic arm is and she's like, whoa, cool arm. Like, hey, when they cut it off, did it bleed a lot? And then she like goes cr- like I like reverse cross-eyed, like, did they let you keep the old one? <laughs> like those moments made me laugh so freaking hard. Yeah. Like like when it's always when her eyes did like crazy shit that I was like, yes. Dude, I, same. I'm here for it. Yeah, that shit was um, so good. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts. Uh, my other part was when they they had the squire and she like turned back into the little kid, like I'm sorry for kidnapping you, Mister. And then he's like getting out, or am I? <laughs> Freaking, that shit was oh, wild, dude. and I loved every second of it. <laughs> oh man, so freaking good. Oh man, like I so good, so freaking good. Oh, um, but yeah, like this this story had like a really good flow about it, and like even really the did. emotional bits, dude. 
Yeah. Like those freaking hit hard. Like what I really appreciate about this is, um, I mean, for those of you wondering, this is a very LGBT positive movie because the, the main character, Ballister and Ambrosius, who are both male knights, they have a relationship mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem like anyone has like a problem with that. No, so, I, like, that's this, what I but, lo- see. Like these kind of, you know, LGBTQ love stories I love because it doesn't, I mean, like I, I love, you know, stories that, you know, just strictly focus on it, but you know, like with these kind of movies and stories where they, they want to showcase the, the um, gay love stories, but they don't want it to um, fully focus on that. They don't want to take it. They don't want that. Uh, they don't want it to take away from the, story that they're trying to tell so i love that at the beginning you know they 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 do like the subtle nods to oh yeah you know they are lovers because like there there was a part at the beginning just like oh my god are they boyfriends i was getting freaking excited i loved it um and um you know through throughout when um you know um about about i'm gonna put balthazar balister balister Balthazar, where the hell That's from something else. <laughs> that is from something uh, else. I, I can't but, recall off the top of my head, but yeah, I'm pretty I, sure that's like a bad guy. <laughs> I think so. Um, but yeah, uh, ba- yeah, ba- Ballister, um, you know, throughout uh, the movie, you know, him trying to prove his innocence, but also the um, trying to showcase, you know, his his uh, his his love his love of his life. Um, I'm sorry, I keep butchering these names ambrosius um you know that you know that they can still trust each other that he was innocent you know all the stuff and you know the the ups and downs that you get with their love story is is really good here but it definitely like it adds to the story it doesn't take away from the story that they're trying to tell with um namona and um baluster i'm gonna sorry i can't forgetting these names because i feel at the end of the day this movie it, it's Ballister and namona's movie uh i don't i wouldn't say it's like one or the other movie um because i feel like both of them have such great moments to shine throughout that i didn't catch myself being oh this is namona's movie really this is Ballister's movie um i, I guess if you want to make it a, a uh like if you really want to tr- try to say it's it, i would say it's namona's movie um, but to me, I feel it's both theirs. It very much is. They are very much like a strong unit yes. in, in this film. Um, dude, one of the things that I really liked, and this can kind of be said about a lot of movies. It's just that when they're trying to touch on the subject of anything like that's um, prominent in our, our real world. Um, like talking about like the LGBT style stuff, that stuff can, I won't say like often, but it can come off as like, um, like heavy handed in certain instances. But what I liked about this is that it's kind of like the, the indirect way that they dealt with this. Mm, Yeah. Like, um, Obviously, like in this story, in this world, no one had an issue with with that. Like, I don't think that was uh, an issue that anyone like had. Yeah. But the issue that everyone had was with people or monsters that they viewed as different 
or kind of dangerous to their society. And then you have Ballister, who is someone that was born and raised in this society, coming across someone that is, quote unquote, a monster and having like kind of realizing that she's not really bad. She's not evil like he's been told all his life. Yes. And kind of like forming his own acceptance and trying to get other people to accept this as well. And then on the other hand, you have the the director who is who has seen something new or that she views as dangerous being introduced into her world and taking the steps to like basically get like destroy it. Um, like, I mean, she's even talked about, like she even talked about it with Ambrosius um, talking about like, do you know what's on the other side of the wall? Like, of course no one does like it's because like out there, like it's the unknown and that like she's had this ch- nightmare since she's was a child of this crack in the wall that she's trying to point out to people but no one's listening and then eventually the wall comes down and all of these dangerous things come in and like if you kind of like well flip and turn that a little bit like it's she sees this crack in the wall which is Ballister, a commoner becoming a hero of the realm and then there's a a monster that is inside their gates and she's viewing this as like the wall crumbling and with in her mind the wall crumbling is the equivalent of monsters getting in so using like the direct comparison monsters being someone different than them so like the people um, or just like this, the society, like they, they'd be in the world changing society and blah, blah, blah. And so you can like easily make that tweak to make this like, oh yeah, this is like a straight up like LGBT acceptance story. Like if you yeah. view the monsters being people within that community or people that have those uh, or, or who live that life and the like normal society being like, I guess the straight people, (laughs) like you can, you can make those tweaks to this story to make it kind of apply to, to that situation. And that's something that I really liked. Like, I love the, like the indirect way that they dealt with those stories and how even with like, with Glorith, she was like, I wonder if, if I wish they would have addressed this. If like, if Nimona and Glorith had an altercation once when she was older, but, or if that was the altercation that was just like, uh, became like an idolization because that was what was put on that scroll. Like that moment was yeah. where Glorith was standing with her sword at like to Nimona and like they saw it was this little girl who transformed into like this big black creature trying to save or trying to like like basically save herself mm-hmm. and then 
basically like it was what that scene was in that scroll was taken completely out of context. And it wasn't like some grand hero that struck down the the mighty monster. This was a little girl that was that had this ideology pushed on her like all her life and just kind of took it and ran with it despite knowing who Namona is and knowing her like intentions, I would say. Yeah. Like she just sees like her parents who would, who had told her like, Oh, like you, like that's a monster and like, Oh, monsters are bad. You have to like stand up against monsters. And then like, she takes her, her sword and says her iconic line. And obviously it was like something that was freaking turned into a crazy deal. But like their whole society was built on this misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. And it, like I said, it just it turns into a, like a crazy freaking story. Like when you think about it, like it, oh, yeah, it's, it's insane how deep this story gets. Yeah. So I freaking loved this, this story. Like, and even how, like, how even with, like, when Namona turned into the big giant um, monster, right? Mm-hmm. She was the one getting attacked. She wasn't attacking anyone. Like, if you notice, yeah. she was just yeah. walking toward, like, she wasn't causing any sort of crazy destruction. She was just in a state of emotional distress getting attacked. Yep. Like, and it took me a minute to realize, like, oh, like, like, this is crazy. Like, she's going through attacking. No, she's walking to her death is what she's doing. Like, she's not attacking. The reason there's so much destruction is because people are freaking attacking her. And you see that, like, really distinctively in the scene where she's walking across the bridge. Like, she's, like, struggling to stay up and and stuff. Like, like you can tell it's, like, she's not meaning to cause destruction. If if anyone's causing destruction, it's these freaking knights. Yeah. So, yeah, I I freaking love everything that they did with this. It was so well done. It really was. It keeps you intrigued from beginning to end. Um Gosh, I mean, it had only been like a few weeks since I seen Nimona, and I I still enjoyed the second watch just as much as I did the first. Like the only thing that I feel was like I didn't care for or I wouldn't even say I didn't care for it. It's just not like scenes that maybe didn't hit as hard because I saw I knew what the twists were. That's like with uh, sense. With that, the that scene with Ambrosius and the director, and the director going to kill him, and everything, and I'm like, whoa! But it ends up being Nimona and wild, yeah. <laughs> um, dude, and what a shitty plan of only like recording the director. You couldn't have recorded that. Oh. It was like she was like wasn't the shapeshifter like you couldn't have gotten like a a pan out or anything like <laughs> dude right seriously like I feel like there were some angles that you could have shot that would have proven that it was the freaking director yeah <laughs> yeah oh I absolutely agree so uh, um 
yeah just like minor gripe there but i i love this story i thought it was really well told one of the better stories like this that i've i've seen oh i absolutely agree yeah i, I know i kind of went on a like a crazy rant there no but... <laughs> you're good man i love it um so where are you sitting with story just because it was so freaking good i'm probably i'm at like a 92 that is actually exactly where i was thinking too hell yeah yeah. All right. Moving on over to writing. Um, I got to point out one of the most strongest and like gut punching quotes that Nimona says in it when she says, um, and I'm the monster. I don't know what's scarier. The fact that everyone in this kingdom wants to run a sword through my heart or that sometimes I just want to let them. Oh, man. Dude, talk about a freaking gut punch right like, hell oh god damn that freaking fantastic writing the whole movie is fantastic writing yeah dude like the humor in this was on point and then the the emotional scenes were too yeah. like everything freaking hit exactly as it should like namona's humor was like perfection Mm -hmm. I loved how Ballister was like the, the kind of the straight guy here and yeah. just kind of playing that role, like the just kind of being taken along for the, the ride in some instances. Um, uh, but yeah, Nimona was so freaking well done. Like I loved when, when she was just talking about, um, going to get the squire and she's like yeah let's go kill the get him get i said get him <laughs> um what is it she says when um the squire starts making noise from the trunk he's just like oh hey you guys are having such a tender moment but you know hey i i want out of here she's just like oh yes the freaking um what is it She's like, oh, yes, the prisoner. We're going to quite we're going to kill. Him. I mean, question him. Now we're going to kill. Like, I forget what she keeps going back on. Is it something yeah, oh, like along she, those lines? Ah, <laughs> uh, she gosh, because she has like a full rhyme. Right. Yeah. I just can't remember. <laughs> it. Uh, I'm going to see if it's in the uh, the IMDb quotes. Because I, I, I tried to find it. Um, like that that quote that i re read um i had to i tried to find that on imdb and for some reason it's not included in their quotes i literally just had to to search nimona quote monster <laughs> and bam popped right up that's oh what it is. she calls him the punk in the trunk and then that's she says, let's go dunk on the punk in the trunk. <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> oh. Gosh, why was it so hard to find something that rhymed with dunk? <laughs> Dude, but uh. there there was so many freaking um, lines that were, were freaking rock solid in this. Dude, like um, piggybacking off the line that I said, I forgot that it starts with she starts with this um, kids, little kids. They grow up believing that they can be a hero if they drive a sword into the heart of any of anything different. And I'm the monster. Yeah. 
like oh man it's so true like oh man the writing is so freaking good here like, god damn man dude like I, i'm thinking of like all these like little lines like when Ballister and ambrosius are are um fighting and ambrosius says like basically calls nimona a monster and he's like our balusters like don't call her that she's smart kind and quite sophisticated and then nimona is like in the background this guy peed his armor oh <laughs> <laughs> um, so good or just like what was their thing there's something 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 we win <laughs> Oh, oh man, let's see. Um, oh gosh, there was another one in here that was freaking like rock solid. Oh, the freaking like, oh, he chopped off your arm. Arm chopping's not a love language. <laughs> That's a good one, too. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, dude, one of the other things that I really liked too was uh when Nimona was doing the distraction and um, like pretending to be Ballister. And so Ambrosius is watching the, the security feed and like hears him say something about jazz and like runs off. And he's like, Hmm, that's weird. He hates, <laughs> he hates freestyle jazz. <laughs> I remember that and like oh man dude like the humor here was like was super on point it, it really and, was, and the serious points were on point all the right yeah, and the, like the the shift between them felt so natural too dude it seriously did like honestly like the quotes that Nimona has like the especially like the the one that 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 um that I read, I feel like that you can relate that to honestly, I feel this society so much right now. Mm-hmm. Like it, it it's insane. Um, and that just, it just makes it so much more powerful and even better of a line. Um, so like, on, I don't know about you, man, but like, I'm actually higher on writing than I was with story. I am too. How much higher though? I'm going to go two points. I'm going to go a 94. I might be a a hair lower. I'm sitting at like a 93. That's for the, it's just that one quote from Nimona. That's just what really boosted me up. Cause it hits so freaking hard. Yeah, it absolutely did. So I completely understand where you're coming from there. All right. Moving on over to acting. Um, let's, uh, check out this cast. All right. First we have Riz Ahmed, who was the voice for Ballister Boldheart. Then we have Chloe Grace Moretz, who was the voice for Nimona. Bro, I had no idea that she was the voice. I, for some I could not catch on to it. And I saw the crest. Like, no shit. It was her. No wonder it was so freaking good. Yeah, dude, this was one I had a hard time hearing her. Right? Like not yeah. not like not like 
like literally being able to hear her it's like being able to like distinguish the actress because i would say in most of her other stuff like she kind of has um she's usually a lot more like soft-spoken so she's not really like as uh animated as she usually is yeah like um like i don't know about you but like animated but yeah but like in the um, because um, she plays uh Wednesday in the two Adams family movies that recently came out, and like honestly, even if I didn't know that she was Wednesday, I could still tell that it was her. Like it, it, she, I don't know, like the the way that she sounds in that one, you can definitely tell that it's still Chloe Grace Moretz. This one, even if I knew that it was Chloe Grace Moretz, even before going into this, I still would have completely forgotten that it was her. Like, yeah, she like this is this is not only her best voice work, but this is one of her best acting roles in general. Like she was absolutely incredible in this movie. Bro, I'll give you that all freaking day. Um, I thought she was incredible in this, like so well done, so well spoken too. like, I think where. She kind of, like I'll say this anytime I've heard her talk, she kind of has like a slight. I wouldn't even say it's not like a lisp, like it's it's kind of like if she um, whenever she talks or has like the S sounds or something or just like finishes like, I don't know, finishes a word. It's like there's kind of a sh sound at the end of it. That's a good point. Like I I don't like I don't know how like the the verbiage for that like <laughs> yeah. what like it's it's just that's kind of what is like her giveaway when she Fair. talks there's just like some sort of like it's the way that it's, there's just something about the way she speaks that's very distinct and somehow yeah. she was able to like throw her voice completely out of that. Yeah, seriously. And so, like, it still, like, it still had the tone. Vocal range was the same, and everything. It's just somehow she was able to throw a bit more umph into her her voice than she yeah. she usually is. Um. So yeah. Next, we got Eugene Lee Yang, who played Ambrosius Golden Loin. Um, which most people would recognize him from the Try Guys. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's a thing on YouTube. I thought you might know it. Oh, um, nope. guess not. <laughs> All right. Um, next, we got Francis Conroy, who voiced the director. Um, super intimidating voice. Yeah, she did a great job. Yeah, so well done. Uh, Beck Bennett. I, I felt like he, we should include him. Who he played Thaddeus Sherblade. Um, oh. He was like the super punchable guy i love how you put that that's great really yeah and then uh julio torres who played diego the squire i love it yeah dude i loved the the hints that we got at the beginning of this film as to like the suspicious shit that was going to happen like did you yeah. like did you catch any of the the things i don't think i did honestly but like, so if usually if I'm really you, bad at that kind of stuff. 
Okay. So if you go back and rewatch this, like right before, well, um, this, this dude, like the squire is handing out all the swords to everyone. When he gives the sword to, um, Ballister, Ballister, like is sitting there. He like is holding his sword like sideways and like feeling it. And he's like looking at like basically like analyzing it, um, like really hard because it's like he senses that there's something wrong with it. Mm. Like it's different from his normal sword because it's like the sword that he's been training with. And so it's, it's like, yeah, like he was handed this other sword that looks identical, but f- like feels off. And so he's like kind of sitting there like, what the hell? And uh, so the squire is trying to get his attention. Like Ballister, I need to like, need to show you, like talk to you, show you something, blah, blah, blah. But he like gets shooed away by the presence of the director. If you like look at what he's trying to do, he has the, the video on his phone. Really? Yeah. I did not pick up on that at all. Yeah. It's, it's so quick and I only recognized it because I knew what was coming. Um, But yeah, it was like, he was holding his phone, like wanting to show Ballast or something. But then the director came in and he like freaked out and ran off. And like, he even says like, I was trying to show you, like I was trying to like this, that, or the other, like I was trying to, trying to, trying to like you, he, he was saying that he was trying to show him before. And I was like, okay. Like he didn't try all that hard, but, and then I like upon this rewatch, I was like, Oh, he did like, and we get to see that too. It's just one of those things that's so quick you'll miss it. Yeah, damn. I I honestly regret watching this movie the di- like literally hours before we started this episode. <laughs> uh, damn, I should have watched it yesterday and watched it again today. Damn. Yeah, it, it's a it's a good little detail, yeah, and it's just one of those awesome. things that I feel like bumps this movie up a, a ton. Fair. Um. So, what's your top three look like? In terms of um, like the cast, let's see. Number three, I'm going to. Pro- I think number three, I'm going to give to Beck Bennett, um, just because I, I just, I, just, I loved how much of a freaking asshole he was. Um, but in a way, he was kind of a lovable asshole, I guess, in my opinion. Like I didn't, I didn't like hate him, um, but for the most part, he was, he was just such a dick. But he came across in such I like I don't even want to say a likable way, but just I don't know. I just loved his performance, and I had a, a really good time watching him whenever he was on screen. Fair. Uh, number two, uh, I would give to Riz Ahmed, uh, who played Ballister Boldheart. Fantastic performance. Uh, he was freaking great. Loved him so much in this. Um, I mean, Riz Ahmed is just a great actor in general. Um, so. And is this his first voice acting role? Do you know by chance? Like um, one of his few. I was actually just going to look up his uh, his IMDb really quick because the only movies that I know him from are Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and then also um, Nightcrawler, um, with Jake Gyllenhaal. Which that's probably uh, my he was in Venom. Person. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, shit. Yeah, he was the main uh, antagonist. I forgot about that. Yeah, um, from what I can see, it looks like this was his first 
voice role. Okay, he needs to do more because he's really good at this. He's fantastic at it. Yeah. He has a great voice. He does. Like seriously. So yeah, this guy needs to do more stuff. I hope. I hope. Um, I really hope that this movie uh, is successful on Netflix and um, that it, it gets some more roles. Because I swear I heard. I don't know if it's true that like there was one studio that like originally had the rights to this movie and it was like so close to being done. But then they, I guess they decided to cancel the project because they didn't think it was going to do well or something. But then Netflix picked it up, gave the student, gave the um, creators the money to finish the movie and just took over the rights for it. Um, and I'm glad they did. Um, and like, honestly, anyone correct me if I'm wrong. Um, no, that's um, according to the freaking bugs, man. <laughs> um, according to the Wikipedia page, which obviously it's Wikipedia, take it with a grain of salt. That is kind of what happened. It was supposed to come out originally, and it was like it had promotional stuff and everything for it uh, in 2020. Oh shit! Okay, but it, like it was early 2022. Um, like I, I want to say February, March was like the 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 date that they were shooting for. But I think with the pandemic and everything, it just kind of got scrapped, put thrown on the wayside for forever. And then Mm. Netflix finally picked it up. Um, Okay. Gotcha. And then I think they went to blue sky to finish everything up. Yeah. Blue sky. um, They did the, the peanuts movie. Yeah. But blue, um, as far as I know, the last movie Blue Sky ever did was uh, Spies in Disguise because Disney shut them down shortly after that. Well, this was like during the the Disney f- or the Disney Fox acquisition. Oh well, okay, okay. So then, okay, then they were still their own thing. Yeah. So let me let me see what the the production says on this. All right. So it says in June 2015. Uh, 20th Century Fox Animation acquired the rights for an animated feature film of Nimona. Um, this film was produced by Fox's former subsidiary, Blue Sky Studios, alongside Vertigo Entertainment. Uh, June 2017, Fox scheduled Nimona to be released on February 14th, 2020. In March of 2019, Disney completed its acquisition of Fox. Then in May 2019, the, de- the film was delayed to March 5th, 2021. Uh, in November of 2019, the film was delayed again to January 14th, 2022. Uh, through 2020, there was a word that the film would be released in 2022. Stevenson stated in 2000 or in June 2020 that the film was still happening and said the same in an August 2020 podcast in August of the same year Den of Geek reported that the animated film was still scheduled to be released in 2022 but gave no further details Um, Osborne would depart the film by March 2020 and after his departure Nick Bruno and Troy Quain were brought in or brought on in to work on the story after directing blue skies, previous film spies in disguise production would be done remotely during the 2000 or COVID-19 pandemic. Um, let's see. Oh, 
Um, on April 11th, 2022, it was announced that Annapurna Pictures had picked up Nimona earlier in the year and would be releasing it on Netflix in 2023. Uh, the voice cast was retained. Um, let's see. Bruno and Quain were officially announced as replacements for Osborne as the new directors of the film. Bruno and Quain were heavily involved in the film prior to Blue Sky's shutdown, acting as directors, according to a Blue Sky staffer. Hmm. Um, in December 2022, it emerged that the film would serve as the first release of Annapurna's new division, Annapurna Animation. And then it announced like a bunch of the other stuff. Okay. So yeah, it was originally supposed to be released on February 14th of 2020, but didn't end up getting released until June of this year. That sounds right. Yeah. So this kind of has a wild story behind it. Seriously. Like, God damn. I'm glad it finally got released. I'm very glad about that. Dude, I am too. I'm so glad that this got a like a, a freaking release. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is a, a graphic novel. That's or it's based really... off a graphic novel. So after watching this movie, would you read it? I would absolutely read it. Same here. Like it's kind of interest like if you look at the like the, the art style, like it's it's very different from what you'd see anywhere else. Yeah. Like it has a like a, a really cool distinct art style about it and I I love stuff like that. Um but yeah. Like super super cool. Yeah. Um anyway, well, I don't know how we got like that's off, off I forget what I asked. Um, yeah. But anyway, um so yeah, like I said, number 2 Riz Ahmed, fantastic job. Uh but number 1 I got to give to Chloe Grace Moretz, Nimona, fantastic. Um, like you said, this is one of her best performances in her career. I feel not just in voice acting, but just performances in general. Um, she was absolutely incredible in this film. Um, I didn't even know it was her until the credits started rolling. Um, yeah, I just can't say enough good about her. She she was absolutely fantastic. Um, so totally that's my top agree three. with you there. Yeah. Um, honestly, I my top two are the same as you. The only one that I would change is I would make my number three Eugene Li Yang, uh, who played Ambrosius. That's um, fair. I felt like and this might just be because I know who Eugene Lee is. He's usually like a very uh, hyperactive character. Um, so I, I wasn't sure how well of a job he would do being like in voice acting, but I think he did a very like subtle, but like powerful performance. And honestly, I feel like it worked a lot better than a lot of other characters in this film. That's Um, fair. I will say I do have some minor complaints about the uh, the director, Francis Conroy. Nothing too horrible or, or 
or anything. I'm thinking maybe it's just being over a little over the top. Um, okay, but that's fair. I think he did a very good job at having a very grounded um, performance. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree. Yeah, but other than that, totally agree with what you said about um, Riz and, and Chloe. So, yeah. I freaking love them, love their performance. Like, there's nothing to dislike about it, right? as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Agreed. Um, what would you give acting, though? When all put together. Um, I am personally still sitting in the 90s. Um, I might be sitting at like a, a very solid 90. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We've been in pretty close a- agreement with this yeah. one. All right. Next up, we got character development. Did you do this on um, Nimona or... Um... Oh my god, I forgot his name again. Ballister. Ballister, thank you. I think I did do it on Nimona. Like Same. rewatching it, like I was thinking maybe doing it with, with Ballister, but Ballister kind of remains that like firm and stoic character. Um He does. He does like he changes his ideals a little bit, especially when he finds out that the director is involved. He's still trying to protect the uh, the institution um, and everything like he's trying to protect innocence. And he's not like yeah. he's only wanting to put the the guilty away and yes. the guilty meaning like the director. Yeah. And so. In that sense, he doesn't really change too much. Um, I think he does get a little bit more like loose and free. That, but, that is true. That is very true. Yeah. But I think out of everyone, I think Nimona has the most, like the better character arc. Dude, I absolutely agree. Um, honestly, just, just seeing everything that she went through in this movie from uh, being able to finding um oh my god i forgot his name again baluster baluster god how do i keep forgetting this okay <laughs> for you know finding baluster you know um getting getting to know him or seeing him as um what she thinks is that he that he's a villain and so that's why she's attracted to him um and, you know, just seeing how that all plays out and, you know, she she finally finds someone that she can trust again after what happened to her in her past. Um, but then even, you know, he questions her. At, he questions her motives and, you know, everything after what he's told. Um, and just especially like the last 20 minutes of this movie where you straight up see her walking down this this town on her way to commit suicide while everyone's attacking her in her. I mean, yes, she's in her monster form, but she's literally doing nothing, not one thing to this town, but they're, they're all attacking her, calling her a monster, just saying that she, 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 she's nothing. And it's just pushing her even more to say, okay, you know what? Then fine. You know, I, I'm going to finally admit to you people that I am the monster and I'm going to let you drive the sword into me. Um, and it's just such it's it's um and of course you know thankfully um 
she stopped. Um, yeah, and you know she sacrifices herself, but it turns out you know she 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 gets reincarnated. Um, and just it, I think it's such a great character um, character development throughout, and you really feel for her through all of her emotional moments, through all of her happy moments. Um, I don't know. To me, it's like one of it's one of the better um, character developments in animated films I've seen in a good in a good long while. Yeah, it's it's good. I think if I had any complaint about this arc, is that it happens really late into the movie. Okay, that that's fair. Like it is, it's a good it's a good arc. Like, don't get me wrong. It's just you don't see any like development or headed towards development until the end. Like once she's, she, I think, I think it starts like once she's driven to, um, driven from Ballister. Yeah. And runs and goes and confronts her past. So I think, like I said, if there, if there's any complaint, it's that. Um, but I I will put this on like the the higher end of of character arcs. Um, where, where are you sitting? I don't think I made nineties for this because I definitely agree with what you're saying. Um, yeah, but like I I'm definitely not. Either. I'm definitely not like low eighties. Um, so like I'd probably say an eighty six. Gosh, damn! That is exactly what I put too. <laughs> Dude, I even oh, like dude, I love anytime it. I do this, like anytime like I say like ask you what your score is, yeah. I usually have mine typed in. Dude, that's, and uh, yeah, so that's I, awesome. I had in the 86 as well. Dude, that's so cool. All right. Next up we got the animation or oh. effects or whatever whatever you want to call it. But this is animated movie. This is so we'll be talking about the animation, bro. Oh, beautiful. Absolutely freaking stunning. Be- yes. So freaking good. Um, Like. No, not, you know, I'm not even going to say that. I was going to say, like, you know, it took me a minute to get used to the animation, but no, it didn't. It was great from the start. I, 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 I completely got it from the, the very, very beginning. Um, I, I'm not going to freaking um, dock the animation in this like honestly i had like no problems whatsoever with this animation it was absolutely fantastic dude i'm i'm the same like i was actually surprised to see that this wasn't done under like dreamworks at all because it kind of has a real dreamworks vibe it did like honestly yeah you know that you like, say it, that yeah it kind of had a um if I'm comparing this to anything, it kind of had a uh, like a Puss in Boots meets the bad guys. That yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah, but it, like, but if still like stylized in such a way that like was very pleasing to the eye. Yes, absolutely. So freaking good. Like fantastic. Honestly, I I am going to dock for. Uh, wait, is that character design? 
I I will admit, um, like, cause we what we gave Spider Verse a hundred, right? Yes. See, I don't think I can get to a hundred, but it is such high nineties, though. Yeah, I I I don't know if I've cracked a hundred, and the the reason be is because, gosh, uh, okay, I'm gonna th- I'm I was gonna shit, okay. <laughs> Are you okay? I no. This is where like animated movies get really difficult to do between like the animation and the character design, Fair. because like the character design is. I'm 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 looking at like how like the characters look, yeah. but it's also like this is this is weird because my my complaint th- that I'm going to bring up is about how the characters look. <laughs> But so, it's not like in in turn like tuned into like oh my gosh okay I'm just gonna freaking say it they have a very Pixar look about them and I feel like they people can get more creative than that and so that's, that's my only complaint with the fair. animation I wouldn't say I, I don't know to me it's not Pixar um just because Pixar is I their feel- stationary faces are Pixar. Okay, that's fair. So, okay. like, when they're not showing, like, it's when they're showing emotion that their faces get a little bit more like unique. All right, all right, that that's fair. Okay, I see where it comes from here. Yeah, so it, I'm I am going to have to dock for that, but not much. Okay, like I, that dropped me down to like a ninety-eight. God damn it, dude! That's exactly what son of a bitch. <laughs> I can't go any lower than that. Like, it doesn't deserve it. Yeah, freaking like, I know, I know. God damn it! God damn it! So yeah, that that's my only complaint, and the only reason I'm not throwing that into costumes is because I don't think that that has any real effect on like how the character design is. All right, that's fair. Like, it's it's kind of like. I don't know, like character design. It's like for what it is, how it looks like. Is this how like does this stand out above everything else? Where when we're talking about animation, I'm talking about like the stylization, the the just like how everything looks. Does it have like a unique vibe about it? Like it's all of that. And so it's kind of like it could easily fit into either or. But Mm. I'm throwing I'm taking it out on effects no dude completely or animation whatever um (laughs) all right next up we got music i feel that this is like don't get me wrong it's it's a decent soundtrack but like nothing really stood out to me that much um so if like there's one category that i'm not like super high on it would probably be this one i agree with you on that um i'm not super high here like i i put it at a seven personally honestly i can too i was sitting like maybe a six and a half but i i can definitely put you at seven um i do think that there was like at least like their combat songs were pretty pretty good little bangers yeah yeah those were good all right. Uh, next up, we got character design. So this is kind of like the the characters' outfits and anything else that you want to talk about in terms of like how the characters look. 
Um, I feel like uh, like most of like the other characters besides Nimona are kind of not like basic, but like definitely screamed this time period, like even Ballister. Um, but I feel Nimona, she stands out so much for how her character designed is character is designed here that it definitely boosts it up quite a bit. Agreed. Um, and I, and I would honestly even say that for, um, the type of, uh, animals that she changes into just for the fact that, um, they all, they all, um, turn into, they turn into a, a pinkish reddish color. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I feel that really adds to her character even more. I think it does too. Um, I will say this, like, even though I do think that they just kind of copied and pasted the, uh, the other knights, um, I, Ballisters and, uh, Ambrosius, they, they had some like bitchin' outfits. They, they did. Like their I, armor I was, was freaking tight. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard. I that loved how forever. like do what? <laughs> I haven't heard someone say that, that like they were tight in quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> can bring in that back. I love it. Um, yeah, it, like I, I, I don't know what it is. Like I loved the, um, I loved like the distinction between like when they were ch- making Ballister stand out. Like having Ballister in like the dark black armor when he's training with um, descendants of of royalty or just of knight. I guess you'll say knight royalty. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, kind of like everyone else has like bright, shiny, like white armor, like showing hero of the realm when and he's wearing like his black armor just kind of showing that he's a a commoner and of like not royal descent and like just like i love that distinction and it just kind of added when he did uh, eventually get viewed as a villain it just kind of added to that he's already wearing like black he has he has all like the typical features of a villain yeah Dude, like even he his has sword like the, screams villain, I feel. Yeah, I know. Like, he has, like, the evil facial hair, the freaking twirly mustache with a goatee. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the slicked back black hair, um, like, just dark, pointy features. And then he's wearing, like, just beefy black armor and black robes and has a giant black sword on him like everything screams villain (laughs) it's like they weren't really setting him up for success there (laughs) no no they were not and then like complete opposite you got ambrosius who's in the um the white majestic gold armor um and he's very um has a very stoic look his hair is always like has the perfect little swirl to it. And it's like, again, another bright, vibrant color. Like it's, I love their, like the distinction between them. It's yeah. Oh, agreed. 
Um, I thought that was really cool. But yeah, Nimona was was the best. Great. I freaking loved everything that she did. Yeah. Like I I really liked how she looked when she transformed into like the little girl. Yeah, she she was so adorable. <laughs> I know. Dude, even the little like demon kid that she turned into was like freaking adorable. It, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> like scary as shit, but yeah, freaking but, adorable. But still cute. Yeah. Um so yeah, I costumes this this one's tough. I'm personally sitting at an 8. I can be talked up if need be. Are you I a really- 7? No, I'm on an eight too. Okay, okay. So, I was gonna yeah. say, bro. Like, I can't no, justify no. a seven. <laughs> no, dude. Yeah, no, I'm not that low. Oh, dude. There, there is no way I could be that low. Hell no. <laughs> uh, all right. Last up, we got our own personal scores. Okay, who do you want to go first? Uh, up to you. Um, I'll go first. If that's okay. cool. Um, overall, I was very, honestly, I was very shocked of how much I enjoyed this movie. Um, like I said earlier, um, I went into it, not knowing anything about it. Um, literally when Caleb said, Oh, Hey, let, you know, let's review this movie. Um, I had never seen a trailer poster, nothing. And even when he told me, uh, I still didn't watch a post, watch a poster, watch any of the trailers. And I'm glad I did. I'm glad I went into this movie completely blind because I loved every minute of it. I was completely surprised of how good this movie was. Um, I had a blast from start to finish. And um, honestly, I can't wait to revisit it because what Caleb was saying that he caught on his second viewing, I can't wait to catch on mine. Um, Just great characters, great story, great animation, especially. Um, I had a great time with this one. Um, So for my personal score... I think I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go a ninety-one. That is completely fair. Um I I'm barely below you. I'm I'm You're sitting below at, I know me? I know I know that freaking shocked me too. Um but I'm wow. sitting at a solid ninety. Okay. Um all for the same reasons you you had i i see myself re-exploring or like adding this one to my rotation when i feel like i need and not like an animated movie in my life like i already kind of have some in the roster like anytime i'm like oh i need an animated movie that isn't freaking cocomelon that <laughs> doesn't or make bluey. me want to freaking like jump head first out out a window like I have like the, those handful and like some of them are Spider-Man. Some of them are like Puss in Boots. Like a lot of the movies are freaking come out this year. But this is one of those ones that came out this year that I will be adding to my my rotation. Um, I love this movie. I have such a blast with it. I think the humor is on point and I as I've proven, you can go back, rewatch it and get stuff out of it that you missed. And I think that works 
super well for a person like me. I love being able to go back and see like little Easter eggs and stuff. And I think maybe that's why um, Into the Spider-Verse stuck out so much to me. Why freaking um, Mutant Mayhem also kind of stood out. It's because there's so much to see that you kind of have to go back and rewatch to catch it all. And yeah. I think that's just one of the one of those things. Um, so, yeah, but I'm I'm sitting at a, uh, at a 90 for okay. this one. Damn, that, that, dude, I was expecting it to be at like a 92, 93. <laughs> wow. OK, that really shocked me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so with that, that concludes or wraps up this week's breakdown. Um, so going through the scores real quick, starting off with story, we ended up averaging out to a 92. Um, moving on over to writing, we ended up being sitting at a 93.5. Our acting ended up averaging out to a 90 by unanimous decision. Character development, also unanimous decision, setting at an 86. Uh, the animation, uh, once again, unanimous. This is probably the one that we've agreed on, like, the most categories. Dude, seriously. Yeah. Uh, so animation sitting at a 98. Uh, music was all right, sitting at a 7 out of 10. Uh, the character design is sitting at an 8 out of 10. And then our personal scores average out to a 90.5, which brings our final All Bros letter grade for Nimona to a drum noise. I really need to get like yeah, a I know. button or something for that. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll find one on my phone. Yeah. Um, but sitting at a B plus. Okay. And I thought it was going to hit a minus dude. It is close. Really? Like so. Close? So check this out. Our cutoff for an a minus is 90%, right? Mm -hmm. This is sitting at an 89.3. Damn. Okay. Yeah. It's really close. Yeah, it is redonkulously close. Right. Um, I like it, though. Good placement. I do too. I'm not. I'm not upset with, especially with how high this is in the B plus uh, range. Um, show. Oh boy. Uh oh. <laughs> Head's gonna roll oh, tonight, no. boys. <laughs> oh shit. Bro, dude. Okay, let me guess. Okay, it's above mutant mayhem, isn't it? No, Mutant Mayhem oh. was an A. Oh, was? Oh, I thought it was a B plus for a second. Um, let me double check on that real quick. Yeah, Mutant Mayhem sitting at an A. Oh, okay. All right. Phew. Uh, no, it is. It is sitting below another animated film that is going to be highly controversial. <laughs> at least between okay. us. Is it below Super Mario Brothers? Uh, yes. 
Okay, is it is that the movie or is it a different animated movie? No, it is a different animated movie. <laughs> Did it come out this year? No. Did it come out last year? Yes. Yeah, it came out last year. Is it DreamWorks? No. Is it Pixar? Yes. It's above Lightyear. It's below Lightyear. It's below Lightyear? Oh, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> oh, no, dude. Nah, nah. This is... All right, I, so, I, so I check this out. Lightyear, but this is better than Lightyear. All right, so freaking check this shit out. So Nimona sitting at a B plus being compared to other B plus movies sitting at an 89.37 is sitting below ready or not, which is at an 89.4. It is sitting below light year, which is at an 89.43. So it is less than point. What's the like the actual difference? It is point zero six percent difference between this oh, and light year. Shit. It is so ridiculously Damn. close. That's insane, dude. I'm surprised. We've had over two hundred movies reviewed on this podcast, Damn. and somehow we're still hitting scores that we've never hit before. Yeah that that is that is just insane. <laughs> like there are not very many. Um, movies and scores that are like exactly the same hmm. so i this is why i love our system dude <laughs> like there's sometimes like this that like will aggravate the shit out of me but <laughs> fair yeah all right so yeah it's below light year which is at an 89.43 it is below the matrix revolutions which is at an 89.53 I'm going to blame that on DJ. No offense. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> it's below Black Widow, which is at an 89.62. I I actually really like Black Widow, so I'm okay with that. All right. It's below Better Watch Out, which is at an 89.72. Really? Wow. Okay. And then it is below Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is at an 89.75. I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Going the opposite direction. It is sitting above Black Panther. Oh, shit. Which okay. is at an 89.34. I'm honestly okay with that. Dude, did we... What? Did we put Black Widow above Black Panther? I think we did. And oh, you know what? Balls. I'm okay with that. I liked Black <laughs> Widow more than Black Panther. <laughs> oh man anyway um so yeah it is above black panther which is at an 89.34 it is above knives out which is at an 89.31 all right it is above rise of the planet of the apes which is at an 89.25 i'm okay with that it is above Spider-Man Far From Home, our new updated score. Okay. This so this is including um DJ and Vic's scores. Uh, okay, cool. 
So 89.2. All right. Ah, oh, this blows. It is above the Mitchells versus the Machines. I'm sorry, man. I'm okay with that. Damn it. I like Nimona better. I like Mitchells better, but whatever. <laughs> um, and then finally, it is above Halloween 2018. Which is at an 88.62. I'll accept I had that. to throw that one in just to yeah, freaking of course like you did. junk you punch ass- you. Freaking asshole. <laughs> um, just kind of going through to see like other like animated movies. Um, it's above Luca. I I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, it's above How to Train Your Dragon two. It's above Raya and the Last Dragon. Definitely. It's above that. How to Train Your Dragon. Okay. Uh, it's above the Willoughby's. And now I'm getting into a range where I'm like, okay, it's a little bit more okay. <laughs> um, let's see what this is below in terms of like animated movies. Just for shits and giggles. Um, all right, Nimona. So, like I said, Lightyear, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Gosh, I freaking agree with that. Yeah. Dumb. <laughs> Wish I didn't, but it's below turning red. Really? Okay. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that we ranked turning red that high. Turning red was is a uh, barely cracked an A minus. I mean, Turning Red is really good. It is a really good movie. Oh, okay, good. It's below How to Train Your Dragon 3. Okay, yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, it's below Puss in Boots. Okay, yeah. I think the only one that I was struggling with was freaking uh, <laughs> Lightyear. <laughs> I had no idea that we ranked Lightyear that high. I know. Wow, I mean, damn. It, it makes sense. Like, yeah, if you think like it's pretty on like the same level, but where Nimona probably had like, I think what would killed or didn't kill Nimona. Um, what boosted Lightyear was the costumes. Yeah, that that's that's fair. So like that, that could easily be what the difference is. True. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I, I'm not unhappy with this this placing. I'm not either, honestly. Um, so yeah, um, unless you got anything else you want to say about Nimona? Nope. Okay. Other than go go check it out by whatever means necessary. I probably should have yeah. just kept my mouth shut. <laughs> go check it out how you will. Yeah, but don't tell anyone that we sent you. <laughs> we will deny everything. Yeah, keep the it on the down had, low. Yeah, the All Bros had nothing to do with it. Yep. Um, well, uh, if you guys like what you heard and you want to hear more from us, uh, you can be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, um, Apple Podcasts, literally wherever you listen to a podcast, you can find us. Um, or you can catch all of our episodes on YouTube um, if you prefer to listen there. Um, you can check out all of our social media. Uh, we are at Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Albros, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at the Albros. Um, or you can email us. Um, wow. <laughs> Killing it. Um, 
So with the social media platforms, um, you can uh, answer our questions of the week, um, reach out with movie ideas, um, stuff like that. Um, so those are great ways to get in contact with us. But if you prefer to uh, reach out to us through email, you can always do so um, at the Albros channel at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to uh, check out our website, you can do so. You can find it at tinyurl tinyurl.com forward slash the Albros. Um, or you can uh, also check out our merch store, which is at tpublic.com forward slash the Albros channel. tpublic.com forward slash user forward slash the Albros channel. My bad. Um, so, yeah. Uh, next week on the podcast, we'll be breaking down Gran Turismo. Turismo, sorry. Um, so, yeah. Um, I've seen it already. I'm not going to say my thoughts um, yet, of course. But I know Caleb hasn't seen it yet, so I'm very excited to hear his thoughts. Um, so yeah, uh, so this that um, that's all we got. Um, this has been the All Bros Podcast. I'm Jonathan, and I'm Caleb, and we'll see you guys next week. <clears throat> Show long, deuces. That was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs>